Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Back on Simply Financial. Welcome, everybody. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. But as you know, based right in Pinconning. Come by, say hello, have a conversation about your financial plan and retirement future. You can get in touch via the website, insightfolios.com, or give Kevin a call anytime at 888-885-PLAN. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, what's going on with you this week? I'm doing good, Walter. Summer is starting to come about, and we're not there yet, but yeah. we're close. And I'm just loving life. I'm loving the fishing. The, you know, hunting's coming up in the fall. I'm going to Maine, and I'm just looking forward to all that well, stuff. Well, you've already fast-forwarded through summer. You're already looking forward to the fall. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to the fall just yet, okay. but I'm, I'm looking forward to the event that's going to happen in the fall. Nice. You said you're going yeah. to Maine? Going to Maine. Nice. Dan and I and We know son, Maine uh, is like my, you know, like my second home. I, like yeah. another, another uh, very close, near and dear to my heart. So We may have to meet you there. Dan's going to be there. Wes is going to be Where there. Where in Maine are you guys going? Uh, it's some island. I forget the name of it. And we're going to be grouse hunting. Okay. Um, but it's not too far from the uh, major airport there. So it's like okay. A couple, like, it's ba- like Bangor a, or uh, Portland? Yeah, I think it's Bangor. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mount, Mount Desert Island? Is that where you're going? No, Acadia National so. Park area, or some, 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 probably something more remote. I would imagine it's it's very remote because we're going to be walking a lot. Yep. Okay, well, you have to let yep. me know where where you'll be. I know that area very nicely, and Baxter State Park is up there. If you guys can find the time to get up in that area, you'd really enjoy. In fact, I've got a very specific place you guys would absolutely love up in uh, up up in Baxter State Park. And it's the exactly the kind of style that you would really enjoy. And it's similar to kind of what you've done, I think, in previous trips where you kind of stay at the lodge and then you can take day trips out from the lodge to go do yep. hunting, fishing, hiking. And then you come back and the lodge is right on the water and uh, they've got a really good restaurant there as well. And uh, we didn't do the hunting and fishing and all that, but they also do a pontoon boat ride where you go out in the evening before the sun sets and you do a boat ride and you can go look and they take you and they look for moose and they take you all through this, the lake and you get beautiful views of the sunset over the mountain. And it is an awesome spot. When we went uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago, um, and saw my grandparents up there and they took us on that boat ride, I actually thought of you and Dan when we were at the lodge and doing the different activities. I was like, this seems exactly like the kind of place that, that they would come and check it out. It sounds like so, it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it. Well, so, maybe we'll have to check it out while we're there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass you along the info after the show today so you can uh, see where it is and uh, and maybe you guys check it out. So. Very cool. Well, so much to look forward to. Did you have a good Memorial Day, by the way? I did. Nice. We had a, we had a blast. Uh, we just stuck around the house okay. and uh, just re- enjoyed enjoyed the day and had friends over and did a good time. That's wonderful. We went and uh, picked up my grandmother and uh, took her to a farm out in the Poconos and uh, kidnapped her for the weekend. It was the first time seeing her since the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. And so that was when we were supposed to see her over Christmas this year. She got covid 
literally the day that we were having the big family gathering. So we didn't end up getting to see her. So it was a, a long time coming, um, getting to catch up with her again. And we took her out and we just played board games uh, the whole weekend and just shared stories and laughter and had peace and quiet. And it was just a, a really nice retreat and a really fun way to spend uh, Memorial Day weekend. So that Sounds like that was a hoot. Yes. It was. It was a hoot. It always is with her. And uh, it. we had a lot of time uh, to catch up on, too. So it was uh, It was fantastic. Nice. We'll, nice. we'll never forget that weekend, uh, getting to spend that with her. So a lot of fun, a little bit of travel. Nice to be around this weekend again. Uh, well, we've got a great show on the way today. Hopefully, we'll answer a few of your questions later on in the program. When we open up the mailbag, we'll get to as many as we can. But I want to talk primarily today, Kevin, about picking a retirement Date, because you know we Ooh. get a we get a lot of questions from listeners wanting to know how they can determine when it's going to be, and they all use this word safe for them to retire. And so I'm curious: do you find that most people are aiming for a certain retirement age, or are they more so aiming for a certain dollar amount in their accounts to determine that safe area to retire? When I talk to people, it's typically an age, and it's younger than it used to be. So when I first started. Uh, back in the 90s, you know, we're talking 65, 67. It's not uncommon today to see people wanting to retire at 55, 60. Uh, it happens quite often. So the process we're going to go through to tell them, you know, you're right, they use the word safe. But remember, if it's investments, can't use the word safe. There's going to be some risk involved. But when we sit down, it's going to start visually. Do you learn visually, Walter? I feel like I learn a lot of different ways, but sure. Yeah, visual yeah. learning is uh, up my alley. I, I can learn in lots of different... I like, you know, obviously being in radio, I'm sort of an audio learner too. I, yep. I absorb a lot of good information just from verbally, but yeah, vis true. visually always helps. Well, when you come into my office, on my wall is a 55-inch Dell monitor with a computer in it. So what we're going to do is we're going to have you sit at the table and we're going to start putting that income plan together. So you sit at the table, we're looking at the big screen, and in this plan, I'm going to put your Social Security, I'm going to put your pensions, your inheritance, you may receive your assets, life events you want to plan for, maybe it's a fifth wheel, or you want to look if something happens, long-term care. And we're visually going to look at this plan. And then we're going to come up with a retirement number. So if you want to retire at a certain age, this plan within 45 minutes to an hour is going to give you a good idea. Now, remember, it's just a, it's just a starter. It's just a start. We haven't narrowed down everything. But it's going to give you a good idea whether you're on track or not. Because within an hour's time frame, I'm going to come back to that retirement number and say, I think it's doable. Let's come up with an income plan now to fund that. But based on your numbers, I think it's doable. Let's go a little bit further down the line. And that's where it starts. When we pick a date, we need to start and we need to get a visual idea uh, you know, a visual plan up in front of us, and we need to see whether it's realistic or not. Very cool. I think that's uh, helpful to get that perspective on that age versus dollar amount equation. So kind of sounds like you solve for that age first, or at least that's primarily on people's yep. minds. Okay. And now the older I'm getting, I'm thinking I got to do away at the 55 inch and get an mm. 85 inch. There you go. Because it's yeah. getting harder for me to see. So Hey, it's the <clears throat> one thing where prices are going down, right? Is in it is. TVs, they're like actually reasonably yeah. priced. Well, this is an actual computer, a Dell computer. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yep. same thing. Monitor, TV, computer yep. type things. Those do seem to be getting a little bit better. They are a lot cheaper than when I originally bought it. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah, yes. no doubt about it. Um, I can't give away a TV these days. I was uh, trying to sell some <laughs> monitors and TVs because I just accumulated too many over the years of upgrading technology and whatnot. 
and uh, I, we were listing them for like twenty dollars for flat screen TV, and nobody would nobody wanted them. So <laughs> just, <laughs> new technologies out. That's, yeah, that's old stuff. That yeah. TV's four inches thick. That's 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 too much. <laughs> that's we, crazy. We can get a quarter inch thick TV now for you know a hundred bucks or whatever it might be. Yeah. All right. Well, you know I love a good story, Kevin. So I'm curious. Can you tell us a story of somebody who, after going through that planning process of yours through the Simplicity Plan? they realized that they needed to keep working longer than they anticipated and you had to deliver that news? I have. It doesn't happen as much as you think, Walter, but it does happen, um, you know, from time to time. So a couple came in my office and then one I'm thinking about right now, and we started to talk. They had a very good idea what their ideal retirement was going to look like. That's where it starts. You need a very good idea of what your retirement wants to look like, what you're going to be doing. They both wanted to retire and collect their social security at age 62. And the reason was that they knew coming in that they didn't have enough income and enough money saved to do what they wanted to at 62. Now they saved some in their 401k, but they had a shortfall. Um, do you remember what the shortfall is, Walter? Uh, what was that? The shortfall is, let's say you have fixed income of social security and pensions of $2,000, but you're short because you need $4,000 to live. Oh, right, okay, gotcha. So you're short $2,000. But in their case, their shortfall was $4,000 per month they were short. And there was no way they could retire at 62. So this is where the conversation comes in. This is what we're talking about. You know, I'm going, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm just going to say that we can't do that. So we did some more planning and we figured out based on if they increased their savings to their 401k and if they paid off some debt and we put a plan together that 67, now this is a tough spot, right? They wanted to go at 62, but 67 was more of a doable uh, age to retirement. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Well, their Social Security is going to be much more at 67 versus 62. We didn't have to worry about their health care because if they retire at 62, there was big health care premiums we had to worry about. And we could save over that five years quite a bit of money to get them to the spot where they wanted to live in that ideal retirement that they were, that they were looking for. Now, it's not what they wanted to hear, but when they left it, this is what they told me. They said, at least we have a plan. We got something we can follow. And now we got a pretty good date at um, what we think you know we could comfortably retire at, as, as you were saying. And I think it supercharged them. Now, knowing them and our conversation that we that they had, they are probably going to start saving a lot more money than the, than what the plan had said. So that maybe trim off a year or two going into retirement. But that's the one story that comes to mind that just happened not that long ago. It's a great story um, because sometimes that good news is not as good as you think in the short term, but still has some positivity in the long term. And that's uh, one of those situations. Now, the other side of the coin sounds like it happens more often. Somebody comes in, they don't think they're going to be able to retire, and it turns out they're in better shape than they thought, maybe even can retire earlier than expected. I know you love being able to share those stories, right? Oh, yes. We just had so many couple come in, I want to say two, three weeks ago, and his job merged with another job, then it merged again, and he just couldn't take it. Now, he's 52 years old, and his wife was 52 years old. And she's currently working because her job, you know, she really likes her job, but he just couldn't put up with it anymore. So he came in, I want to say about a year ago, and we went through the plan. We went through the planning process. At that time, he wasn't thinking he was going to retire. But he came back, and he wanted to know what's the numbers look like now. So we sat down. Now, remember, he's 52 years old. His wife's still currently working, has a good income. But they're the hero of the story. They saved a lot of money. And based on what he wanted to do, he wanted to work someplace part-time, and just enjoy what he's doing because he really hated going to work. Well, we did this. We did the um, plan. 
His number came back where he, he, it was very, very low. The rate of return he needed to earn on his investments going forward. And I said, this isn't an issue. This isn't a problem right now. With the way things are working, the money you saved, the money you and your wife saved, your, your wife's still going to work. So that's going to take care of the um, the health plan that you're going to you're going to need. And tears came through his eyes, Walter. It got mm-hmm. me emotional, got him emotional because it was just a load off his mind that you know he could actually do it and then he was seeing it visually like we had talked a little bit ago we put it on him in front of the big screen tv we showed how the income is going to come we showed you know the planning process that needed to be put in place to make all this come to true and he came in i don't know maybe a couple of weeks later big smile on his face he didn't have that worried look you can tell when he first came in his you know he had the lines on his forehead because he's really worried i was going to tell him he did a bad mistake and and once we got through that whole process, it was a very joyful and it was a very memorable thing on my part because we had started a year ago just in case he wanted to do this and he just wanted reinsurance that he could. So that happens more often than you would think in most cases than when we sit down and talk to people. But yeah, you can, you're in better shape than what you think you are. And how do you find that out? You just simply do that plan. You sit down, you, you do the what ifs, you look at it. And then you're going to have a better idea. Well, maybe you can retire earlier, maybe, or maybe you can't. Maybe we got to put a plan together to get you, you know, out a few years later. But it starts with you. Pick a date, start that process, and get going on it. Again, way to pick that date is to pick up the phone, give Kevin a call at 888-885-7526. Make sure you're on the right track to get to and all the way through retirement. 888-885-PLAN, your number to dial 888-885-7526. Once someone is, just kind of to wrap this part of the conversation up here, Kevin, once someone's within a year of their retirement date, so we've kind of looked at that date, they've either themselves kind of come up with what that you know date is going to be, or it's something that you've talked about. What are the three or four most important items that they need to focus on in kind of that final year? Oh, that's a good question, Walter. Well, number one, you need an income plan. If you're within a year of retirement, you, you need a plan and you need to see how you're going to turn your dollars into that income so you don't run out of money in retirement. Because running out of money in retirement is the biggest you know, fear that most retirees have. Number two, what is your shortfall? This has to be figured out. This has to be solved before you go into retirement. If you're short $2,000 a month and you need $2,000 a month up and above what your social security and pensions are going to provide, how are you going to turn your income, your savings into income that you're not going to outlive? What investments are going to work in your situation? Number three, inflation. We all see inflation. Our gas is 459, 460 a gallon here in Michigan. We, you know, the hamburgers has went up and chickens, you know, the cost of chickens and whatever else we're going through in life has went up. So in our plan, we factor in inflation. We're going to use a three or 4% inflation rate on your income every single year because we need to keep up the cost of inflation. Because if we just look back five years, you know, a gallon or t- let's look back three years, a gallon of gas was in, you know, maybe $1.80 a gallon. Today, we're closing in on $5 a gallon. We're going to deal with that from here until to and through retirement. And then finally, how are you going to fix that shortfall? What plan, what investments are going to work? And how do you implement them? And what stages do you implement them? What percentages do you allocate to certain investments to fill that shortfall? And how does it fit overall into your plan to get you to and through retirement? And more importantly, you're going to be educated, especially if you come into our office, how these investments work through up and down markets and sideways markets. So you don't worry as much as you would if you're just using the 4% rule. I'm going to take 4% of my portfolio 
And no matter what happens, the market's up, the market's down, and I hope I make it through retirement by doing the 4% rule. Let's not hope. Let's solve for that. Let's figure these things out. Let's get you to retirement and let's get you through retirement and live that ideal retirement that you've been dreaming about all these years. Don't guess. Solve for it. And it's as easy as picking up the phone. This is what I do. This is what I love to do. And we do this all within an hour. We'll get you to the point where it makes sense. And then we'll fine tune it from that point forward. It doesn't take much time. Don't procrastinate. Don't go in retirement hoping and guessing. Let's solve and let's get to what you really need in place before you pull that trigger and go into retirement. The number to call again to reach Kevin is 888-885-PLAN. That is 888-885-7526. Or go to insightfolios.com. Make sure that you're well prepared for everything that retirement has to throw at you. And the beginning spot is finding that date, right? Like that's the most common question that people have is when is it safe for me to retire? And they're kind of looking for that age. Often that's more important than the dollar amount in your account is looking for that age. Because then you can start solving for things like the dollar amount and all the other things. But settling on that age is important. Kevin can help you analyze that big starting question and then all the other things that fall into place as part of the planning process. But it all begins with a conversation. You know, nothing happens unless you take action and take those steps forward. And so if you need that partner, that's somebody to help you get to and through retirement, pick up the phone and give Kevin a call. Again, he's local, born and raised in Pinconning, and the main office is still there, of course, as well. Give them a call at 888-885-PLAN and set up your time to visit for a complimentary review. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And that'll put you in touch with your financial coach at Insight Folios, Kevin Ray. Kevin, more coming up on today's show. Stick with us. Goes for you listening to the show as well. Lots to get to here on Simply Financial. Stay tuned. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone. It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Glad you're with us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with an office right in Pinconning. Find us online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. You can also look for the Simplicity Express button on the homepage as well, insightfolios.com. Get a mini starter financial plan after just a few clicks of a button. Great place to start for a lot of folks if you're not quite ready to pick up that phone and call Kevin and have a conversation about your finances. Go ahead and do a little research on your own. Go to Simply Financial's website. That's insightfolios.com and click on the Simplicity Express button. All right, Kevin, I wanted to find out what you think about some hot topics in the financial world, because you can find a lot of intense debate about some of these topics if you look online or uh, listen to perhaps, you know, uh, debate on news radio or, you know, watch TV at night, CNBC. You're going to see some of these topics getting talked about, or if you read blogs or whatever the case may be, you're going to see people with very strong opinions on either side of these arguments. So I want to run through some of the big hot topics in the financial world today and see what you think as an advisor serving folks in pin conning in the surrounding communities. How's that sound? It sounds like fun. All right. Uh, I'm sure you have this conversation with a lot of your clients. What's better, paying off debt or building up savings? Ooh, 
Now, you know where I'm going to answer, don't you? I think you're more on the debt side, right? I, I am on more on the debt side. But we want enough savings in the background to have at least six months or possibly one year of an emergency funds built up before we go down that paying off debt road. Now, the reason I say pay off debt is if you have credit card debt, it's not unusual to have 10, 15, 20% interest. So that's obviously a good thing to get rid of that debt because it's hanging over your head and it's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars potentially in the future. Same thing with your home. If you take a 30-year mortgage out in the first years, we're, we're just basically paying most of our payments going to interest versus the principal. And the same thing here. If you look at how much interest you're going to pay over 30 years versus paying that off earlier, that to me is significant. You know, we can always in that plan allocate monies to get you, you know, to your retirement goal or in retirement savings. But that overhanging you when you especially go into retirement, let's say that you carry $20,000 in credit card debt and you have a $100,000 home mortgage loan and you want to retire six months from now. Well, we know that we have to add into your retirement income those dollars that are going to pay those bills. And they may be for another 10 or 15 years. Do you really want that hanging over your head? I don't think so in most cases. Most cases when people come in, we're going to put a plan together to you know start saving for retirement and focus on getting that debt down and going into retirement as debt-free as we can. Fantastic. And uh, definitely a good conversation to have with yourself and with your advisor. Pay off debt, build up savings, finding that right balance there. All right. Uh, kind of in a similar fashion, we've got this then question about debt, but more specifically about a home. Is it best to pay off your house as soon as possible or keep a mortgage as long as you can? Well, in most cases, I'm I'm still on the side of paying off the house as soon as possible. But there are some mortgages out there where the rates are in the 2%. You know, there's some argument there that could be made. Well, maybe we, you know, we make an extra payment or two a month to make that a priority versus paying it off in 10 years. But in most cases, like I just said, you know, I want to, I want people going into retirement with as least debt as they can. And if we look at the houses and we have that 30 year term, you know, can save you thousands and thousands of dollars going into that. And if you pay that house off early, Walter, let's say you have a 30 year mortgage and you pay it off in 10 years, you have 20 years now that you can take that payment that you're putting on your house and start investing for yourself into your own 401ks or IRAs, whatever it happens to be. That'll supercharge your savings plan too. So there's a good plan. You know, there's a good medium of what makes sense, paying off the house a certain time frame, taking those dollars that you're freeing up from debt, maybe credit card also, and taking those dollars and investing them in your 401k, in your IRAs to get you to retirement. Fantastic. Again, if you've got questions about some of these topics that we're discussing right now, please reach out to Kevin Welts on your mind. 888-885-PLAN is the number. 888-885-7526. You can come into the office in Pinconning, have a conversation about this, and uh, go through a review of your financial plan. 888-885-PLAN. Again, the number to call. All right, let's talk about insurance, Kevin. Another hot topic in the financial world is should you buy term life insurance or permanent life insurance? Ooh, that's a good question. Let's let's explain the difference between term. Okay. So term life insurance says you're going to buy it for a term, usually 10 or 20 years. Now you can get them 30 years. What that means is when you buy that insurance policy for that 10 or 20 or 30 year time frame, the premium does not change. It's going to be there. 
But at the end of that term, the 10 or 20 or 30 years, that insurance is no longer in place. And then if you still need insurance, you need to buy more insurance. Now, what's the problem with that? The problem is you have to be healthy, number one. And 30 years later, 20 years later, the insurance is going to be more costly. So in most cases, I have term insurance myself, Walter. So if that that tells you where I'm leaning, I have it myself. Now, permanent life insurance says this. There is no term. As long as you pay that premium in there, you should have that life insurance. Now, there's some exceptions to that. But if we're looking at permanent insurance, the premiums are going to be higher than term. That's why people typically buy term. And what happens is you have a side fund in that uh, permanent life insurance. So it's building cash value and it's, it's, it's building tax-free. There's certain instances where that makes perfect sense also. But most of the time, especially if you're a younger person and you have family and you need a bunch of money, if something happens to you, term is going to be more affordable for a young couple starting out. Permanent life insurance may make more sense for somebody who's a little bit older. And there's also those hybrid permanent life insurance policies out there that can be used to pay for nursing home care, assisted living going down the road. So it depends in that situation what your circumstances are to make sure that, you know, that fits your, what you're trying to do going into life. We're talking about all sorts of different hot topics in the financial world with Kevin Ray of Insight Folios on today's show. Let's get into mutual funds. Kevin, are they good or bad? What about that debate? I think they can be both. How about you? Uh, Yeah, I think this one fits in that category of they're tools. So it's like saying, is a hammer good or bad? Well, it just depends on how you use the hammer. Exactly. Now, we look at mutual funds. There's basically... Two types of mutual funds. There's active mutual funds, which means there's a money manager trying to beat the market. And then there's passive mutual funds. What they're going to do is they're just going to buy a set amount of stocks and bonds, and they're going to hold on to them for the most part. Now, if we look back, and if you Google this, what percentage of mutual fund managers beat the S&P 500 year in, year out? Um, It's not very many. In fact, 85% basically failed to beat the S&P 500 year in, year out. So that means that the odds are, if you pick a passive investment, you're probably going to be further ahead than you are an active mutual fund. So is that good or bad? Well, it depends. The, the active mutual fund managers, there are some active mutual fund managers out there who, who, who do beat the markets, not very often. And then their costs are going to be more because they're trying to beat, they're buying and selling, they're, they're trying to reposition stocks and bonds. So they're, they're going to pay a little additional cost. But if they beat the market, that little additional cost is usually worth it. Now, on the other hand, the active man, the passive fund, costs are going to be very low. And if 85% of the time they beat the other guys, I'm looking at something like that because I don't want a lot of churning. When I'm saying churning, a lot of buying and selling of, of different stocks and bonds in that account that's generating all those additional expenses. So mutual funds have been around a long time. They've been good because they've helped people build a lot of fortune um, through 401ks, through IRAs, and just plain investing. So if you go back to the 60s, that's when they became very popular. And it's gotten people to retirement. But there's good and bad funds, just like everything else. And when you're looking at your own portfolio, make sure the funds that you have are diversified, number one, and number two, are going to accomplish what you're trying to do. Very good. Again, if you have questions for Kevin, you can call him at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If anything we talk about sparks some interest in your mind or additional questions. Uh, What about annuities? Uh, Kind of the same thing, again, sort of the hammer analogy here. But uh, are annuities considered good or bad in your eyes for most of your clients? Ooh, that's a good question. So if we break annuities down, there's basically four types of annuities. 
So there's an immediate annuity, which means I'm going to give an insurance company a lump sum, and in return, I'm going to get payments guaranteed for life or a certain time frame. Then there's a plain Jane fixed annuity. Think of that as like a five-year CD or something of, of that nature. You're going to keep it there for a period of years. You're guaranteed a certain interest rate. Now we're getting into the indexed annuities, which is the third annuity, which is linked to some sort of market index. So if the market goes up, you participate. And if the market goes down, you typically earn zero. But we have to be careful on some of those because there's what's called caps, meaning you can only earn so much in that particular index annuity. And then there are variable annuities. Now, this is the one people usually hear about. The variable annuities, um, the majority of them have a lot of high fees in there. There's stocks and bonds. There's a lot of hidden costs in there that you don't know about. So in your situation, one annuity could work for you and one annuity could not work for you. So I think there's some good ones and I think there's some bad ones just like the mutual funds. And the annuities for guaranteed purposes are pretty good. I mean, if you're looking for a guaranteed return on annuities today, you can get as high as 3.7%. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you compare that to the bank, that's pretty good. And then there's the indexed annuities that can give you, you know, downside limitations, but upside potential. So there's all sorts of things out there, Walter. It just depends which tool, like you said, you're trying to do and how is it going to accomplish your goal of getting you to retirement. Very good, Kevin. One last one, especially with some of the upheaval we've seen across the world recently, a renewed interest in kind of, you know, metals and that sort of thing. What about gold? Gold's been long pitched as a good place to park retirement dollars, but very controversial as well to say that. Should you own gold or not? Well, you know, how many how many phone calls do you think I get on that, Walter? I would say a decent amount. Yeah, I do. I Just get because there's so much marketing about gold out there. Exactly. That's where I was going to get to. I get one or two phone calls a week typically. Because they're getting a newsletter, they're hearing it on TV, they're hearing it on the radio, or whatever it happens to be. If I go back 100 years ago, Walter, there's an old saying about gold that keeps up with inflation, right? Everybody knows that. But the old saying about gold is 100 years ago, if you had one ounce of gold, it bought a nice tailored suit, okay? Okay. So what do you think an ounce of gold buys today? Uh, I don't know. A nice, a nice tailored suit? T- a nice tailored <laughs> suit, right? So it's a hedge. It's a hedge against what you think is coming down the road. So there's nothing wrong with holding gold. I just wouldn't go more than 5 or 10% of my portfolio into that into that position. And when you buy gold, do you buy physical gold? Do you buy funds? Do you buy ETFs? And if you buy physical gold, meaning that they're going to send you either the, the gold coin or the, you know, the gold bar or whatever it happens to be, now you have to store it. Where are you going to store it? Um, and if you don't want to store it, then the companies there will also store it for you, but charge you a fee. And not only that, there's typically high commissions when you're buying gold. So if you're going to buy gold, you got to be very careful how you're getting into this into this investment, and don't over invest into it. You know, five ten percent is typically what I'm going to tell people because it's going to be a hedge against inflation, and we and a hedge against the market going down. And we know right now we're in very volatile times. All you'd have to do is go to the gas station. Go to the grocery store or listen to the news. We know that all that's happening right now. And I think that's what's causing all of the commotion and all the calls that we're receiving from gold. It's because people don't know where they stand. So how do you figure this out? Sit down, do the plan, figure out if gold can make a good you know, import into your portfolio and if it will help you to get where you want to go to and through retirement. If not, then focus on other things. But if it does, yeah, 5-10%, I don't have an issue with. 
All right, very good. Another great, uh, great topic to talk about. Another great topic that we've heard people go back and forth about. So again, if you want to get in touch, all you have to do is give Kevin a call at eight 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 five plan. Talk about some of the questions that are on your mind about your plan, about your retirement future, and he can help you navigate through those different questions and put together a full financial plan for you so that you can have clear instructions and an idea of where you're heading and how to get there. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to get in touch today. Again, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More to get to on today's show. Stay tuned here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. More to come after this. It's getting to know you time. All right, it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, you know, we always talk about like really good food and things like that on here, but um, I'm going to force you to, to eat your vegetables today. Uh-oh. What, what, what's, your, what's your favorite vegetable and your least favorite? How about a favorite and a least favorite vegetable? I go with the least favorite. comes to mind right now, beets. Beets. Oh, beets, man. yeah. It tastes yeah. like dirt to me because I can smell the dirt, I guess. I don't uh-huh. know. I just don't, like, I just don't like beets, but I love corn. Now, we're getting, you know, we're getting into summer. And I had my, corn last night, Kevin. It was great. Yeah. It was good. But, but I love corn on the cob fresh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, nothing beats fresh. This was my, just frozen corn last night. But it was still good. We have a guy. His name is Ed. He lives on Labordi Road. And if you get a chance to drive by there in the summer, mm. he has the best corn. And uh, Ed the corn guy. Ed the corn guy. I can't get enough of it. So he's nice. probably listening to us. And I really look. That's the one thing I look forward to every year. And pickles. So pickles and corn are right there with me. So I, both of them I can't get enough of. Nice. I never think of pickles in the vegetable category. But I guess, I mean, yes, they technically are. I know cucumbers are in the vegetable category, but I just never think of pickles as being in that. I think I, I think of them as in the snack category, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, it's not uncommon for me to eat 10 or 12 at a sitting. So, Oh, my goodness. That is yeah. a lot of pickles at once, my friend. Just don't do it late in the afternoon because they're full of water, so you're up going to the bathroom all the time. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. I, I do like drinking pickle juice. Oh, yeah, that's a little electrolyte right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Probably a little high in sodium, but... Uh, I love that 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 tang in the after after you finish that last pickle. I'm not saying I drink the entire jar, but take a few sips out of that. Mm. I bet so, you it is good. I have nice, to try that. Nice little way to wake you up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm with you. I definitely like I definitely like corn. Um, I would say mushrooms are my favorite vegetable. Mm-hmm. I'll eat any and all kinds of mushrooms. Love them. I put them on literally everything. Every meal pretty much is going to have some element of a mushroom in it. So that would be that would be my favorite. That sounds good. Did you put them in the air fryer with your steak? Um, I did not. I did not do uh, mushrooms in the air fryer yet. I should try that, though. I bet that'd be pretty good. I bet it would. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll add that to the list, too. Oh, I, I take that back. I did do mushrooms in the air fryer. I did some portobellas in the air fryer, and they came out great. They were very I bet, tasty. I bet, well, that's my next thing to do is portobellas. With yeah. A little sausage on them and uh, that little cheese on them. Definitely. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. you know, it does the cheese perfectly in there. So It does. Yeah, and it, it, it cooked them really nicely, nice and warm. It was perfect. So, yeah, go for go for some mushrooms. Uh, I don't know. Least favorite vegetable? I'll just go with the beets with you. I haven't had many beets in my life, so I feel like I'm unfairly judging them. But the one or two I have had that were pretty bad, so I don't think... I'm a beet fan. I can taste it. I'm if you know, I'm, I'm cringing now because I can taste it in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm not a big okra fan either. 
No, I'm not either. Unless it's really, really heavily fried, but then it's not really okra anymore at that point. So <laughs> it's, it's grease. Yeah. So if we're judging it based on it, just like the pure form of the vegetable, okra is pretty bad, I think. And I'm a southerner, but I still don't like okra. <laughs> or grits. Slimy. It's weird. Ugh, don't like it. I'd rather eat Brussels sprouts for sure. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, throw those in the air fryer. There you go. Yep, I've done that many times. Very tasty. All right, there you go. Well, uh, looking forward to the corn coming back around this summer, it sounds like. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, We'll get back to all the financial talk coming up next here on Simply Financial. Stay tuned. Every time you venture up on stage for a round of karaoke, you're taking a pretty big risk that the crowd isn't going to like your singing. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. However, one place you don't want to take any risky chances is with your financial plan. Let's make sure that you build a plan that minimizes risk and maximizes security. While we may not be able to help with your singing, we can at least protect the assets that matter to you. Call Kevin Ray and the team at Insight Folios at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area. And before we wrap up this week's show, we want to answer another listener question on the program today. This one comes to us from Dina, and Dina says, I've always kept some money in 12-month CDs that I renew each year. The annual maturity date is coming up soon, inflation being the way it is. I'm thinking I should do something different this year. What else can I do that would be reasonably safe but will grow more? That's a good question, Dina. And I understand your concern because of the CD rates. I was just down to the bank last week in a five-year CD, Walter. What do you think the interest rate was? Oh, uh, in w- which year? When? Five years. Five years ago? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, no. A five-year CD. If you took out a five-year CD today. Oh, today? Oh, yep. I mean, a percent maybe? Yep. yep. Okay. One percent. A little under, as a matter of fact. Wow. So. So if you're, if you're in that spot, Dina, then you're looking at 1% or less. I understand that. But there's something that we don't talk about here a lot, Walter, is this. If you're looking for safety because they wanted something reasonably safe, right? Right. That, that's the, a priority for Dina. Yep. So you look at CDs because they're safe. They're backed by the FDSC. You look at government bonds. You know, they're safe. They're backed by the full faith of the United States government. You're going to look at fixed annuities. Uh, fixed annuities have guarantees there too. And as of today, you can get Dina, you know, in the threes, three sevens, which is certainly higher than your CDs. And then something that we don't talk about a whole lot is I-bonds, Walter, because right now I-bonds, you know, there's a certain dollar limitation that you can put in there, but they're around 7% today. So if you're wow. looking, you know, if you have, I think it's $10,000 that you can put in there, there's some stipulations, but I would either look, Dana, if you're looking for safety, I'd look at the just the fixed annuity, plain Jane fixed annuity, or and I'd be certainly looking at those I-bonds because 7% interest rate today is is pretty hard to do. And you're going to read into it because if you want your money early, there's you know a little bit of penalty and there's some stipulations. But for right now, if that's you, I'm thinking I'm leading either towards the fixed annuity, in my opinion, or the I-bonds because those are both, you know, have some guarantees behind them. And I think they'll do much better than your CD over the next 12 months. 
Very good. Um, so uh, crypto is not your answer to this question then? Get, no, uh, no, okay. no, I'm still not a crypto mm. guy right now. Uh, it doesn't exactly match the uh, the safety part of this question. I was not at all. <laughs> yeah, don't put it in one stock, you know, because the safety's out the window there. That's so. right. That's yeah. right. I, I'm just messing, Dina. That wasn't a realistic uh, <laughs> part of the conversation there. Uh, no, great question, Dina. That's fantastic. And uh, good for you for looking for some alternatives here, but staying true to kind of what you're looking for, which is that little bit of growth, but some safety being the really important part of that part of your portfolio. So give Kevin a call. You can talk a little bit more about those kinds of details. And that's just a great illustration of the kind of question that Kevin gets every day in the office from folks. If you'd like to talk to him a little bit about your planning, what you can do better to get ready for your financial future and retirement, pick up the phone, give him a call, and you can have a complimentary financial review with Kevin in his office in Pinconning, or just start with some simple questions over the phone if that's what you want. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin is your financial coach serving you throughout the Tri-City area. You can also find him online at insightfolios.com. Again, the number to call, though, to set up that time to visit for a complimentary review is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, Kevin, thank you for all the help. Uh, We'll look forward to chatting to everybody next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.